0: This is on the tee. Now here's your host, Anita Marks.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Happy Memorial Day out there to everybody. Um, how blessed are we? Like the, the weather is just unbelievable, and um, and and for folks, it's funny. You know, born and raised in Miami, um, and and I'd say. what's uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Come on, Anita. I, I, I've only had like two, two sips of coffee. Find your words. You talk for a living, uh, blessed, um, that growing up in Miami, you know, a lot of times like th- there's no, there's no seasons really in Miami. It's like, it's, it's a brutal summer. And then every now and then you get hints of, of like a spring day or a fall day. A fall day is, is our, is our dead of winter. So, you know, the, the, the pools are always open the beach is always accessible, um, you know. Like my family, we would we would have a family golf tournament on Christmas morning, uh, and then go home and have brunch and open up gifts. I mean, that was pretty much uh, how my my family uh, celebrated Christmas. And so it's it's been so now I've been up here in the Northeast, Baltimore for four years. I've been up here now in New York. I'm going on my fifteenth year, and it's just totally different, right? Like like I don't think people. Uh, uh, Outside of the Northeast, realize like how significant Memorial Day is. Memorial Day is like starts our summer, right? <laughs> like it's just like pools open. What do you mean your pool isn't open until Memorial? No, it's not. And oh, by the way, it closes down after Labor Day. So, um, so and 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 we are in the thick of golf season. So, or, or we're at least getting into the thick of golf season. So, uh, a lot to celebrate. Memorial Day weekend uh, beyond just, of course, with all due respect, our veterans and uh, and God bless. So uh, uh, really, really an an exciting Sunday. We've got a great show lined up for you. As always, we'll hear from John Mascari, uh, head pro at Alpine Country Club, as well as Keith Stewart, uh, PGA pro as well. I like to call him our eyes and ears on the ground. He typically tours around. Uh, or or tours yeah tours around the tour there you go and um, and attends a lot of these tournaments and it's always great to have somebody there who's following these guys and in, in, in watching how uh, how their game is uh, is responding to the course of course they're playing on but this week uh, it is the Charles Schwab Challenge happening at the Colonial Country Club and very interesting this is a storyline that uh, that is colonial is going to go through a massive renovation. Extensive. And by the way, it starts tomorrow. It might even start tonight after they crown a winner and everybody gets off the course. I wouldn't be surprised. Like bulldozers then come in. So this course is playing very different right now than it has in years past. Uh, because the 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 Greenskeepers, the groundskeepers, uh, they know that renovation is going to happen. So You've got, and, and I think this is really more significant than anything else, the greens are running right now. Typically, this this tournament, 13 on the stem, these are these are running more like 14, 15. Uh, they are burnt. They are dried out. And putting is going to be absolutely crucial this afternoon to see who's going to win this bad boy. A big reason why I am fading Scotty Scheffler. Not just this week, which, by the way, putting minus 1.43 strokes. Putting. But it's been this way for a good month for Scotty Scheffler. But nonetheless, let's take a look at the leaderboard as always. This is how I like to start off the show. And you've got Adam Shank, who's at the top leaderboard with Harry Hall. They're both at 10 under. Uh, Right behind them is Harris English at 9 under. So I love Data Golf. I talk about datagolf.com all the time. Uh, I subscribe to the site. I highly recommend you do if you love golf, if you love studying the metrics, uh, of golf going into each and every tournament. And if you like to gamble on golf, I highly recommend this to me. This is one of the best uh, sites out there. So data golf gives Adam Shank a 29.3% chance of winning Harris English, a 26.8 and Harry Hall, a 24.5 following them. Uh, you've got Emilio Grillo who's wow. I did roll that R who's at six under uh, Justin saw, who is 6-under uh, as well. Hovland is tied for 6 at 5-under. So, and Scotty Scheffler, again, down there at 4-under. At so he's 6 shots back. He's tied for 10. But again, his putter is just not behaving. The, 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 the flat stick is, is, is the cold stick, and it has been for a while. So I am fading Scotty Scheffler in that regard. But here's some trends as well in this tournament. 18 of the last 21 winners were only 2 shots, if not less, off the lead. So if that trend continues today, you're talking about three guys that are in contention with Shank, Hall, and English. I did like, so, so and, and let me rewind here. Uh, heading into this bad boy, uh, if you watch me on Daily Wager, again, shameless plug, not so shameless, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, every Wednesday I'm on, I preview the tournament that is ahead. Uh, and the two metrics that I was looking at the most was driving accuracy and putting. So I had Colin Morikawa winning, which he's far from it. He's uh, he's even right now, so he's tied for 42. I'm, just, I'm hoping that he can get into the top 20. That would be nice. Um, I liked uh, Fleetwood finishing the top 20. He didn't even make the cut, which was really surprising to me. Um, Justin Rose to finish in the top 20, and that's looking good right now. He's tied for six. He's three under. And I liked Emilio Grillo to finish in the top 30, and that was at plus 140. So again, Grillo is in a situation where he could potentially win. He's four shots back. Datikov gives him a 2.8% chance of winning, but nonetheless, Mama's playing with house money right there uh, with at least Grillo finishing definitely in the top 30. Eric Cole I had finishing in the top 30 as well. Unfortunately, he did not make the cut, and Straka was another guy that I liked to finish in the top 40. Forty, And he is tied for 42 at even as well. So I'm hoping that he could finish in the top 40 and therefore at least, um, possibly definitely two, well, definitely one, possibly two more guys, uh, can, uh, can, can bring some cash home to mama, uh, this Sunday evening. So um, so again, some, some interesting trends here as well. So we've got nine golfers who are five shots off the lead. But like I said, 18 in the last 21, uh, only one, two, if not less. As I said, extensive, extensive renovations that are going to be taking place tomorrow, if not tonight. And so the greens are really going to come into play. Uh, so with that being said, what am I looking at here? So let's start with Shank who, again, Dadagoff gives him a 29% chance of winning. You can wager that he's going to win this bad boy at plus 225. He's first in strokes gained total, fifth tee to green, and he's gained seven strokes tee to green in the first three days. He has had the lead in his career three times, but has never won. Almost at the Valspar, but Taylor Moore, of course, uh, upset that apple cart. Uh... He's and and also when you look at Shank and you and you look at, at data golf and, and some of the metrics, he's top thirteen across the board in a number of the you know uh, total around the green, tee to green, putting, all of that, uh, and he only has three bogeys so far in the first three days. So Shank Adam Shank has a really good chance here of winning it. Uh, with all due respect to Hall, I am fading him. The only reason, in my opinion, that Hall is is up there towards the top leaderboard and tied for first is first is because he had he shot a sixty two on Thursday, um, so pretty pretty awesome, and he is first in strokes game putting, which definitely is going to come into play today for sure. Like I said, because of how fast these greens are going to be running, but I'm fading him. Uh Datigolf gives him a twenty four percent chance of uh, of of winning. I just think has hasn't won before. Uh, had a, a phenomenal rounds on Thursday with all due respect. But between these two guys, uh, I think Shank is going to come in and have the better round. As we talk about each and every week, it's one thing to be the hunter as opposed to the hunted. And I think it really plays a big key, a big factor on your nerves. By the way, uh, another wager that I'm going to make here is Shank overhaul in the matchup. And you can get that at minus 140. That's it. Minus 140. Really, really, uh, you know, that's, that's very tempting to me. Uh, you know, which means, again, if you're just tuning in, maybe you're just tuning in because you, you're a big avid golfer. Maybe you're not a big wager, uh, you know, somebody who wagers or gambles much. But what does minus 140 means? It means you're laying $140 down to $100. For, so, so for every $140 down you, you put down to win, to try to win, you're winning, you're getting $100 back. That's what the minus 140 means. Another guy that I'm going to throw some coin on that I do believe, this is, this is the guy that I really do believe could win this bad boy, and that's Harris English. And again, Data Goff gives him a 20. It's, it's up to like 27% chance of winning. And you could get him to win at plus 240. Um, you know, he's, he's won four times already on tour. He's got more experience. And and metrics across the board have been pretty solid. He's third in strokes game total. If his putter just is a little better today, I think he's got it in the bad. So for me, the guy that I'm eyeing is Harris English. That's the guy who I think is going to win. I think Shank is going to perform better than Hall, like I said. So I will take that matchup at minus 140. But I am going to put money down that Harris English wins this bad boy at plus 240. Some other guys that are performing well when you're looking at the metrics. Jason Suh, uh, first in strokes gained total, third on approach, and second in putting yesterday. Those were his metrics yesterday. And I do like, I look. I like to look at all three rounds, but I also looked like to look at Saturday as well. How a golfer finishes, we know this, right? Feeling good, goes to sleep at night, hungry, fed, uh, sleeps well, good dreams, played well on Saturday. Let me pick up where I left off. So I, I, I do like, and, and also he's coming in and look good at the PGA Championship. So he's in really good form. You could get Saw to finish in the top five at plus 230 that's another one of my 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 favorite bets heading into today and last but not least Victor Hovland he has gotten better every round so if you look thursday friday saturday um saturday he's uh, third in strokes gained T to green and uh and and also second in strokes gained or- uh, total where he struggles, and we know this is around the greens. that is not hovland 's strong suit when it comes to his game. If he could turn that around, one thing that we have seen from Hovlin is he is good from coming off the pace, right The hero challenge Dubai he has come back from eight under to go back and and, and win those tournaments. You could get him to win at twenty to one that 's not where i 'm rolling, but right now he is five under. And he is tied for six. You can wager that he's going to get into to the top five and finish in the top five at plus one eighty. So so those are my wagers heading into Sunday's round. Hovland top five at plus one eighty. Saw to finish in the top five at plus two thirty. English to win this bad boy at plus two forty. And Shank over Hall in the matchup at minus one forty. Okay? All right, so now we got you locked and loaded heading into Sunday. Uh, let's find out what John Mascari, as well as um, as well as Keith Stewart, their thoughts on this. We'll take a look ahead to the memorial that's coming up next week and La La Country Club getting the PG, getting the U.S. Open, not the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open. And also, a very interesting story happening with with Block. Uh, as we know, the story one of the biggest stories outside of Brooks Kepka for the PGA Championship. But boy, did he wet the bed this week at the Colonial. And boy, is he getting destroyed on social media. Uh, we're definitely going to break that down and dive into that this hour as well. Nita Mark's with you. You're, uh, you're listening to On The Tea" right here on ESPN.
0: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
2: This is On The Tee with Anita Marks.
1: is On The Tee. John Mascari, head pro at Alpine Country Club, joins us now. So, uh, so John, I just opened up the show, uh, letting folks know I'm all over about Harris English winning this. I also like Saw and Hovland today. To, 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 I know Saturday is moving day. I think they're going to move up the leaderboard. Uh, taking a look at uh, at how this course has been playing, and, and, and you can, you know, your information... Your analysis in this is is interesting. The fact that this course is going to go through an extensive renovation, right? It's it's kind of like not like, you know, uh they not like they don't care about the course, but this course is playing a lot more difficult because of the way that they are managing it than they would years past. Agree or disagree?
0: Totally agree. And and good morning Anita and happy Memorial Day weekend. Beautiful day for sure outside. But, um, you know, when you're a superintendent, you're looking at the course long term, right? You've got to open the course back up to your members the following week. And they really don't care (laughs) because they're to your point. They're digging this place up on Monday. You know, the the bulldozers are in the parking lot, gassed up and ready to go. And the minute that the ball goes in on 18 today, they're going to fire them up and start uh, redoing all the greens and redoing this golf course. So. You're going to see really firm conditions today, really fast. You you can even see on TV the greens are not that green anymore. They're starting to turn a little bit brown. So there might be some carnage on the golf course this afternoon. should be fun.
1: Um, It it will be fun. So with that being said, knowing how these these greens are playing and, and seeing the first three rounds, who do you fancy? Who do you like coming in today?
0: You know, I really like Harris English just because of – and if you look at those top five players, there's five tour wins between the five of them, and Harris has four of them. And he's really starting to return to that 2020 Harris English that we saw. Uh, he's hitting the ball very straight, which is great at Colonial, right? If you're watching the sh- the shot tracer, it doesn't look like the ball curves at all. So he's he's keeping it in play, and that's a big part of – of the golf course in Texas. When you're in the rough, uh, you're hitting it. It's going to come out a little with some side spin, with some overspin, and when the course is playing firm and as hard as it is, it's going to be tough to control the ball coming out of there. It's going to wind up in some funky spots. So straight off the tee is real important. But, man, Harry Hall looking to become the first wire-to-wire winner here at Colonial since Ian Baker Finch. And what I've been most impressed with Harry is – Boy, he is just putting really well. He was first in putting uh, round one and went to fourth and then 11th. So he is still first overall. And I think if he could get it to 12 under today, I think that should be enough. So the two Harrys, Harry Hall or Harrison English, but I'm going to put my money on Harry Hall today. Really? You're yes. going with Hall?
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right, all right. Hey, listen, Data is giving him a twenty four point five percent chance of winning, uh, and you could wager uh, that that he's going to win at, at plus two fifty. Um, little, how about this? How about a little little wager between you and I, my friend, that Shank has a better round than Hall.
0: Sure, I'll take Harry over Shank for sure.
1: Okay, okay, great. What I mean, bottle wine? He's, he's the favorite.
0: I've got like a case of your wine already, so I'm playing with house money. So yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So so wow. So John Mascari is all about Hall. A little surprising to me, but nonetheless, who knows if he wins, uh, I'll give you a big shout out on on social media, my friend. All right, let, let's okay, uh, let's good. look let's look big picture here. Uh, Memorial. What can you tell us about this track? Have you played Memorial before, John?
0: Yeah, I have. Uh, as you know, uh, Larry. Um, as is a, is a really good friend, he's a head pro at Memorial, uh, Larry Dornish. And I've, I have a lot of family in Columbus. So I I've get to been out there and, and play golf. So it's a great place, obviously. Um, when I'm, it's 7,500 yards. <laughs> it's a big boy golf course, as we know, um, the best players in the world. This is an invitational event. This is Jack's tournament. So you're going to have the best of the best from the PGA tour heading to Dublin, Ohio, um, Patrick Cantley has played, has won here twice in the last four years. So he's looking to be uh, the first to get the hat trick at the Memorial. But, you know, Scotty, Rom, Rory, Xander, all the heavy hitters will be there. Always a great tournament, always leads up to the U.S. Open, so a, an opportunity for these guys to start to prime their game. And what's most impressive is a 67% increase in the purse, $20 million in the bank for the memorial 3.6 going to the winner so big boy golf course even a bigger payday
1: yeah that's for sure um and and so let's 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 look ahead to of course uh three stops down in la the la country club have you played la country club before john
0: no i haven't i haven't played la country club but boy it looks awesome
1: it does look awesome. I'm curious, you know, we we saw Brooks Kepka, of course, uh, almost win the Masters. We saw him win the PGA Championship. Scotty Scheffler is favored. Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, of course. But, you know, you feel Brooks Kepka's not getting a lot of respect here, all things considered?
0: Yeah, I think he loves it, actually. <laughs> you know, it's the old uh, Ronnie Dangerfield. Hey, I tell you, I got no respect here, you know? So he gets no respect. <laughs> But he kind of likes being under the radar. I mean, how could you – he was in the final pairing of the Masters. He wins the PGA, and he's under the radar? Is that crazy to say? So I think he likes that role of just being kind of stalking around, not the favorite, not you know all the bright lights of L.A. on him. But those of us in the golf industry and, and, and the golf betting world know that, boy <laughs> – you want to talk about a guy who's hot right now. How can you not look to him at L.A.? It's, listen, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great golf course. It's long, 7,400 yards. Um, there's a lot of undulation, right? You're going to see that uh, uphills, downhills, long, yard, long holes, some short holes. It's a cool mix-up of, of golf. The USJ has been trying to get here for years. Uh, lots of dog legs. It's going to be a great venue for the U.S. Open. Really? 14
1: 14 to 1, you could get Brooks Kepka. Scotty Scheffler, favorite at plus 850. John Rahm, 9 to 1. Rory, 10 to 1. Uh, Cantley, who does well here all the time, 18 to 1, just FYI. Uh, Before we Mm -hmm. let you go, let's talk about Michael Block for a second, right? Like, uh, we have a block party (laughs) at Oak Hill where he ties for 15th. Then he comes out this week, and, and his game, somebody asked him a question in regard to comparing him to Rory because that's who he played with in the final round at Oak Hill. And he said, man, if I had Rory's distance, I'd be one of the best in the world with my short game. Man, he got destroyed on social media for not having the humility that we saw him have throughout Oak Hill. Your thoughts on what happened to Block on social media this week?
0: I think it's ridiculous. I mean, give me a break. This is, this is the fickleness of social media, right? You go from being a hero one day to a villain the next. I mean, you have to remember, this guy went from zero to 100, right? He's on. He's working at a golf course in California. Next thing you know, he's getting interviewed. He's getting check-ins with Jim Nance on the golf course. Sponsors exemptions. Text messages from Jordan. Um, You know, pro athletes are calling him up. He's all. He's like the the bell of the ball. And one little soundbite, and everyone's turned against him. You have to think that way as a high level player now. Does he really mean he, he would? if he had Rory's leg, he would be the best in the world? No, but I think he, he feels that like he could compete with those guys, and maybe it just came out the wrong way. Does that make sense? Like, it just – I don't fault him for that. I think he united golf at the PGA. It was a great story. Cut the guy some slack. It's new to him. This whole uh, media spotlight is new to him, and uh, just be grateful of what he brought. Uh, to the game of golf, to the PGA professionals uh, around the country, and listen, the guy's a legend in my eyes. He represents us unbelievably well, so uh, I, w- I will never fault him for what he said.
1: Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, you know, again, like you said, it it, it it's social media at its finest. Uh, John, you rock. Really do appreciate it. I, I know that uh, we're up against the clock, but I know next week, by the way, the LPGA is uh is coming here to our own backyard at liberty i know wh- what's going to be your involvement there because we're, we're going to have a lot of lpga coverage next week
0: yeah i'm really excited uh the uh, mizuho america's open will be at uh liberty national um next week as you mentioned and i will be starting people off the first tee so i'll be announcing all the names and getting them out on the golf course and trying to make the correct the correct pronunciations and uh Gosh, I hope it don't mess up, but I'm looking forward to the opportunity to being out there and um, involved with this event, the inaugural one. And um, again, another great opportunity for the LPGA in New Jersey.
1: Fantastic. Uh, John, great stuff. Really do appreciate you. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, everyone. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy this great weather.
1: You got it. John Mesquiri, head pro at Alpine Country Club. Uh, We come back, the the show on the tee continues getting you ready for that final round at Colonial and looking ahead to the Memorial and the U.S. Open at the L.A. Country Club. So sit tight. Anita Marks with you on the tee here on ESPN Radio.
2: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks.
1: Welcome back to On the Tee. Keith Stewart joins us now. Uh, I always like to say he's our eyes and ears on the ground. um, PGA Pro and of course has his own gambling shows and golf shows and you name it uh right here in in the tri-state area so keith welcome in how you doing happy memorial day weekend my friend
2: Ah, oh, it's a rite of passage i can't wait for summer to get started i'm so happy memorial day weekend has beautiful weather for the jersey shore let's talk golf Anita.
1: Yeah, you know, it it's interesting. I I don't think people, you know, around the, re- or the the rest of or I should say like out west or down south realize like Memorial Day weekend is like, like th- that line of demarcation for us that like okay, the summer is finally here. Like pools open. <laughs> like like swimming pools don't open until Memorial Day and then they close right after Labor Day. So it's like you know, like I don't think people outside of the northeast like realize just how uh, and it's interesting for somebody like me, right, who grew up in Miami, like, po- like you know, I grew up like we had a pool in my house, like, like the pool was always warm and available, right? Like grew up going to the beach, uh, even on Christmas Day when it was 75 degrees. So, you know, it's, it's very interesting, like how um, this time of year, it's, it's such a greater appreciation for Mother Nature in the weather and how we embrace uh, the summer and how we embrace golf. Because we, you know, we we don't we don't have the the luxury of playing year round. So you're you're absolutely right. It's it's such a wonderful time uh, up here in the Northeast. Uh, But nonetheless, let's start first and foremost the Charles Schwab taking place right now at Colonial uh, in Texas, part partland style golf course, tree lined, small greens, Bermuda from the tee box all the way to uh, the uh, the putting greens. When you get to those greens, they're small and they're bent grass. Apparently, they started running at 13 on the stem, but a lot faster than than years past here for sure. And you're seeing that with a lot of the uh, the putting metrics, um, the two metrics that I paid a lot of attention to coming into this was driving accuracy and putting, but not sure if those have been the most important um, in, in the first three days. So with that being said, your thoughts on how this course is playing over the first three rounds.
2: Well, I'll tell you, visually on TV, Anita, the greens don't look healthy. It looks like they've totally baked these things out. And um, as a result, I'm not sure what they're running at, but uh, they're certainly become a challenge to these guys, it seems like. If you just look through data golf, it seems like uh, strokes Gain's approach is your number one indicator, as usual, as to success on the PGA Tour. And uh, I always always love on golf courses like this, it seemed to be a little bit more of a well-rounded test that we don't get these huge kind of like birdie fests that go on at some of the TPC courses at this one, you know, where we're going to get a winning score probably somewhere in the low teens. that, you know, you have to look at cumulative stats like par four scoring where you're going to play 12 par fours a day here. And, you know, with only the two par fives. And And I think that that really is a great measure because it does combine a little bit of off the tee, a little bit of around the green and, you know, a little bit of scoring ability and approach and proximity to the hole. So those are the two things I looked at. Hey, and one thing real quick on your Memorial day, right of demarcation, a week ago I was in Rochester, there was a frost delay. So I'm sure people in Rochester are loving Memorial day, even, even more than us here in New York city.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. All right. So uh, let's take a look at the, uh, at the leaderboard. Cause curious, get your thoughts on this. Um, and I want to call it up on, you know, I'm not sure if if you, I, I love data golf, data for those who follow golf, love golf, love to wager on golf. I, I think it's, I, I think it's one of the best sites out there, especially like just statistically in, in what you can attain. Um, so Adam Shank at the top of the leaderboard at 10 under Harry Hall at 10 under both these cats looking for their first win on tour. So mentally. How does that play a role heading into Sunday where both these guys are being hunted?
2: Well, you know what? You've got to give an edge to Shank because he's been here before. Back in March at the Valspar, he was there. And, you know, he said it himself down the stretch. He he was not able to perform. He got nervous. So if you're just looking at the two of them in a vacuum, certainly I've got to give the edge to Shank overall um, as far as the chance to pull it off. Uh, Hall himself showed a little bit of signs yesterday of, a couple chinks in the armor, shooting over par, whereas Shank, you know, threw up a nice little 67 and put himself in a nice position. Uh, Harris English, I was all over going into that Northeast uh, PGA Championship, and uh, he didn't show up last week, but he's sure there this week. And then you've got two more names from the PGA Championship, Justin Suh and Victor Hoblin. And those are two guys right there that are battle-tested from last week, and I would be very surprised if one, if not both of them, are included in what goes on this afternoon um, as we break down, you know, who's going to win and who's going to contend and, and who's going to fall away there at the Charles Schwab challenge.
1: You know, it's really interesting. Nine golfers um, are, are five shots off the lead. So you want to say, oh, okay, well, you, you, realistically, you got nine golfers who, who realistically can compete and contend in this. 18 of the last 21 winners were only two shots off or less of the lead. But as you said, now, now, keep in mind, this is a really interesting storyline. This course is going to go through an extensive renovation starting tomorrow. And so the greens, like I said, they are faster and they are tougher. And you're saying that like they they've just they, they've let them um, really burn out. So I'm, I'm curious, because of how these greens are rolling, do those metrics go out the window in regard to the trend and the history here?
2: I think to a certain degree, by the by the back nine on Sunday today, that, that it's going to be a little bit of survival. And I know you're mentioning guys that are five back. And, uh, you know, I mentioned Hovland just there. Uh, they're going to have to have a really special day to get to the point where they're going to catch these guys. Um, it, it might just be uh, Grillo's uh, English Hall and Schenck, you know, who are all sitting within four shots of the lead. Um, there could be someone that comes from far behind. But historically, Colonial, it's a tough golf course, Anita. You know, it, it's got a difficult start. You've got the horrible horseshoe there on holes three, four, and five. If you can get through there and maybe you're one under through five, then you can attack a little bit. But overall, it, it's a tough place to, to shoot lower than 65. And then even at that point, if you're Victor Hovland, you're only tied, and the leaders haven't done anything yet. So I, I think that if Shank, who – has the experience being in this spot before if he can shoot a couple under it's gonna it be very difficult for anyone other than maybe Harris English to catch him
1: yeah it will be interesting to see how this all plays out by the way Hovland you could wager to finish in the top five at plus 180 if you think he's gonna win and it, it's 20 to 1 you want to throw some like five dollars on that why not but I think a really good bet he's tied for six right now so Uh, If he does, we've known that he's come back from the pace before at the Harrow Challenge as well as in Dubai. So uh, Hovland, to finish in the top five, is plus 180. And Justin Suh um, shot a 66 yesterday. And for him to finish in the top five is plus 230. So uh, based on what Keith is saying, those can be some some very profitable uh, wagers for you right there. Uh, Before we start looking ahead to the Memorial and the U.S. Open, Scotty Scheffler... Uh, tied for 10th. He's four under. He's first in strokes gained Tita to green. But again, the flat stick, Keith, it is not working. Minus 1.43 strokes in putting. Yet again, another tournament where he is just struggling with his putter. Data golf only gives him a 3% chance of winning. 22 to 1 uh, to win. 2 to 1 to finish in the top five. Your thoughts on Scotty, especially, again, not just this tournament, but the, the past few weeks, I'd say this month, his putter has just not been behaving. What does that mean moving forward into the Memorial, into the U.S. Open for you when it comes to Scotty Scheffler? Because he's favored to win the Memorial. He's at the top of the odds makers board.
2: Well, I tell you, I've already started doing a deep dive into the Memorial. And, you know, the past 10, the, the top 10, geez, I'll flip, the last 10 years, the last 10 winners uh, have needed the putter almost to gain four strokes per victory. So, you know, at the end of the day, Anita, he's going to have to figure something out within the next six days in order to get himself in position to contend against the likes of Rahm and all the other guys because we're going back into another designated event. And, uh, you know, you're going to have probably top 40-plus of the top 50 in the world rankings uh, attending there for Muirfield Village. And it's interesting to me. You know, you look at guys – I, you know, having been a golf professional and, and teaching golf my whole life, I, I just, I, it blows my mind that somebody like a Colin Morikawa or a Scotty Scheffler can, they, they, they can't get the ball in the hole from 10 feet, but they are the world's greatest ball strikers. I mean, it's just the craziest thing about this game, how it takes so many different skills in order to be great. And Scotty, I mean, I go back to the players where I was there and he boat raced the field and he didn't and he broke even on putting. He His strokes gained was 0.1, one10th and he won by five. It, it's, like, unbelievable to me that he can't he can't figure this out. I don't know if he needs to, like, kick out his right foot when he's, you know, stroking it on the greens or what, what he needs to do, but, I mean, he is the perfect... He and Rom are, are... They're the prototype guy to go into the Memorial and play well. Scotty played in the 2017 Walker Cup at LACC. He's got experience on the grounds. I mean... He'd be another guy, he'd, he'd, of course he's going to be the favorite going into the U.S. Open for all of his ball striking skills, but as we know, both of those places, you need the putter, and right now you know you can't rely on him to do it, so we got to look at other areas, which is very, very interesting. If he were to, to just go on a putter run and get hot with it, he's going to do what he did last spring, which is win four tournaments in six weeks. It's, it's really is, it really is kind of mind-boggling how he could be so good at striking the golf ball and that, yet he can't get the ball in the hole from ten feet in. It's
1: it's it's wild. Uh, that's for sure. And as we get closer, of course, to the U.S. Open, we'll see if uh, if if he could correct some things as we get closer. Um, all right. So so let's take a look forward again. You're going to be out there at Memorial, um, which is which is great. Uh, look looking ahead to to that course and that track. Uh, who do you who who are you have your eye on? Is, uh, as as we get closer to Thursday.
2: Well, over the last couple of years, it seems to be that John Rom and Patrick Cantley have had that place uh, pretty much dialed up. Um, but what's also interesting is that over the last 10 years, we've had 11 different tournaments there at Muirfield Village because during COVID, we had a workday event there as well, the Colin Morikawa one. And of those 11 editions over the last 10 years, we've had six winners where we know the name and five winners where we kind of like we've reached deeper down the board and Jack has that place in perfect condition. Last three weeks, it's been dry out there. They've been able to do whatever they want with the golf course. Um, it's, jeez, the, the team out there that um, takes care of the grounds and the agronomy—they are on point. And you know, Jack runs that place like he's just there on property all day, every day. And it's—I I think it's going to be a very, very good um, preview for the U.S. Open now. Some people say, like, oh, well, Keith, you know, the LACC is going to play firm and fast, the short game, whatever. You need your short game to win at Muirfield Village. And, you know, he's got four par fives there. I'm going to be very deep on par five scoring and need it going into next week. It's one of those things where the par fours and the par threes are so difficult. He's added some yardage to some of the holes. He's, he's made that 16th hole, that par three over water, even longer. So, guys early that I, that I love there, you got to love Cantley and Rom and uh well you always got to love Scotty if you can get that putter going but that's a big if as we just established
1: um and, and looking even more ahead Keith Keith Stewart joining us here on the tee looking at the US Open happening at the LA Country Club you know Brooks Kepka as we know and this is our first chance talking uh, since Brooks Kepka of course um you know won uh, won the PGA championship we know how close he came to winning uh, the uh, the the Masters. Your thoughts on Brooks Kepka coming in? I, I mean, just he's he's playing phenomenal this season. Your thoughts on him? Do you feel that because of what we saw, um, because of what we saw at at PGA Championship and the Masters, that he should be favored coming into the U.S. Open?
2: I don't know that he should be favored over John Rahm. But that being said, the other two. Um, he should should definitely probably be even odds with Scotty and he should be ahead of of Rory and he's not you know as you look at the odds boards he's the fourth favorite on the list currently and uh, of course there'll be a big reshuffle as we get to the Monday of LACC week but as of right now I I find it hard to imagine that it's not he and Rom that are not going to lead the odds boards going into that event and people will say well oh you know Brooks he seems to do well on these you know par 70 Parkland style courses and LACC is going to play kind of different than that. Don't forget about the time that Brooks Kepka won the U.S. Open at Shinnecock when the whole place was baked out and it was firm and fast, and that's the way LACC is going to play. I know that LACC is in the city there. It's a Parkland-style design, but it's going to play very much like um, Shinnecock did um, back there when they held their last U.S. Open. So I think at the end of the day, guys like he that are obviously at the top of their game or – Um, Cam Smith guys with great short games are are really going to be those that are in contention. And, And when you look at what's happening in DC down there, Cam Smith seems to have his game in good order because he played, you know, he played pretty well at the PGA championship this week. He's tied fifth down there at the live event. Uh, Brooks didn't seem like he did much, um, practicing this week and he's still T 16. So, um, I think he's answered the question, maybe, you know, how many beers fit in that, uh, Wanamaker trophy but uh overall I, I mean he's he, he, in my mind he's definitely the favorite until somebody goes head to head with him and uh takes him down you know the way he feels and how healthy he is uh he's kind of like Brooks's chances
1: unbelievable Keith thank you so much always great having you on the tea appreciate it my friend
2: take care Anita and enjoy the remainder of this wonderful holiday weekend
1: Absolutely. Play some great golf. Keith Stewart joining us here on the T. Anita Marks with you. ESPN radio.
2: This is on the T with Anita Marks.
1: Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. We want to make sure you're enjoying your Memorial day weekend. Uh, brought to you by Kia. Make your summer special. Visit Kia.com. Kia movement. That inspires. Also this portion of on the T brought to you by Galloping Hill golf course. Uh, great location out there in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Make sure you check them out as well. Um, always like to finish the show uh, talking big picture here. And again, um, the Memorial tournament, uh, coming your way by work day next week in Ohio. And so that's going to be a good one. We just had, of course, uh, Keith Stewart and John Mescari preview that for us. Then the fellas go to Canada, uh, Toronto to be specifically for the RBC Canadian Open. Rory is looking to defend his title there. Not sure many how many guys are going to be teeing up. I think we'll, we'll see a really nice field at Memorial. Um, a less extravagant field at uh, the Canadian Open. And then, boy, get ready for that U.S. Open. L.A. Country Club that is going to be great especially as well as uh, Brooks Kepka has been playing and we'll see how John Rahm does and if Scotty Scheffler can uh, get that hot stick that 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 flat stick hot uh, that would be tremendous so uh, so that's what the schedule looks like let's take a look at the uh, FedEx Cup standings right now John Rahm at the top uh, he has surpassed Scotty Scheffler so uh, John Rahm 1 Scotty Scheffler 2 uh, Max Holmes at 3 Tony Finau, and then Jason Day rounds out at 5. Patrick Cantlay comes in at 6, uh, especially after he jumped three spots up after last week. Uh, Keegan Bradley at 7. Wyndham Clark, Shoffley, uh, Kitsuyama rounds out the top 10. Some guys outside looking in. Siwoo Kim, Rory, Sam Burns, Chris Kirk, Power, Taylor Moore, Victor Hobland, uh, went from 34 to 18 last week. I'm sure he'll jump up some more. And um, so I, this, this is, this is going to be fun uh, throughout, of course, the remainder of the season. Uh, and, 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 of course, until we crown that FedEx Cup champion. Uh, also, weather conditions this week. <laughs> wow. Brace yourself, Tri-State. Try to get out there and play as often as you can, that's for sure. Uh, weather conditions are supposed to be absolutely magnificent. Just ton of sun, not a lot of clouds. Make sure you've got that sunscreen on. And uh, highs are going to be in in the in in the mid 70s. Except Thursday is supposed to be our our, our warmest day. It's going to be in the mid 80s. How great is that? And then temperatures at night somewhere in the high 60s. So this week is supposed to be absolutely magnificent. So make sure. You get those tea times locked and loaded for this week um, and and just uh, and we'll, we'll end on this because we're kicking off obviously the what do we we've got we've got uh, Tom and, and, and Joe who are producing the show the the normal show the regular show what do we say that each and every week I ask you this I forget uh, what are we calling just the the show should we just call it the show since this is the golf show should we just call it the show I, I, are you guys even there I don't know Bueller? Anyone? Okay. Um, Hopefully, the producers will show up uh, when we kick off the show at nine o'clock. Obviously, we're going to do a deep dive into the uh, the Boston Celtics Miami Heat series for sure. So, stay tuned for that. What an unbelievable finish that was! Uh, But just to recap, how am I playing this heading into today? Um, Adam Shank is at the top leaderboard with Hall. John Muscari likes Hall. I like Shank. I like that matchup, by the way. Minus 140 that Shank has a better round four than Hall. That's how I'm rolling. I have Harris English winning this bad boy at plus 240. I like Justin Saul to finish in the top five at plus 235. He's tied for four right now. And I like Victor Hovland to finish in the top five at plus 180. I think those two guys are actually going to make some moves uh, this Sunday. So uh, those are all my plays heading into the final round Um, of the Charles Schwab at Colonial. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to On the T. Really do appreciate it. Quick break. We come back. We'll launch the Anita Mark show next, where we'll do a deep dive into the NBA. Get ready. Right here on 98.7 ESPN.